0: Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we're going to talk about seeking out delight. Not the light, (laughs) but delight, like taking delight. This is a word that came up to me uh, from the New York Times. There was an article about this author, I forget his name, but he wrote a book, the book of delights what what is this guy's name? And it's a word that I've never used before right i've I've been like, ah oh, I'm happy, I'm good um but I've never oh ross gay r o s s g a y I'll link to that in the show notes and anyway, he was talking about you know seeking out delight versus gratitude. And he shared that sometimes finding gratitude can be laborious because over time we find ourselves being grateful for the same things over and over again. I'm grateful for my health, for my family, for my friends. And then you're just kind of checking boxes. You're not even really mindfully finding things to be grateful for. So he said instead find things that you can seek delight in. Now, I will say for myself, since I've read that, I've really tried to be more specific with my gratitude because I still, I believe in, uh, you know, being grateful for things, saying thank you, um, but not just saying a blanketed thank you, you know, being more specific like, wow, look at this sunset. I'm so grateful for this beautiful sunset because, you know, I'm getting vitamin D it means that I'm outside. Um, it's it's feeding me energy. It will trigger my melatonin response. So uh, you know I'm not stopping just at the thank you. I'm not stopping just at the gratitude. And I've done an episode on that before, where is for me, you know, we can go deeper with our with being grateful, and really getting to the why we're grateful. Like if I say thank you, I like to say why I'm I'm thankful, right? Um, like, thank you for taking out the trash that really saved me time so I can get this project done, right? Or, uh, you know, thank you for picking me up from the airport. Michelle picks me up from the airport. Uh, Oftentimes when I come back, I'm like, you know, you you really saved me from standing out in the rain for 10 minutes. And then I would have caught cold and I may have had to miss work. So I really appreciate it. So not only just saying thank you, or saying I'm grateful, or um, saying I'm sorry, but really tying it to the specific behaviors and then the benefit that it has for you or the meaning that it has for you, right? So thank you, um, behavior, and then um, uh, linking it back to the meaning it has for you, whether that's gratitude or whatever. But I want to go back to delight, right? So after I read that, it's amazing how when you read something, it becomes salient and it it primes you to seek those things out because I found myself when I go for my walk in the morning, you know, seeking delight. I was like, oh, what can I be delightful, you know, for today or what brings me delight? And as soon as I thought it, I'm walking by this house that I've walked by a million times and today today was the first day that I noticed that instead of just having like a driveway up to their door or walkway, they have a bridge. They have a bridge to their door in their, in their front lawn. You cross a bridge. Now there's no water under the bridge. They filled it in with rocks, but maybe if it rains (laughs) heavily there, there will be water. But, I'm like, how have I walked past this house a million times and never noticed the bridge? And, and what I imagine is maybe the first time I walked by the house, I saw the bridge and then forgot about it. You know how when you see things over and over, you just, you just stop noticing it. And then you go, oh, but it really felt like I saw that bridge for the first time. This is a tiny bridge. It's a, it, like it, it takes you maybe four steps. To get up and over this bridge, it's it's not like uh, the Bay Bridge up in <laughs> up in San Francisco, right? And then it, it, the, the next house over, um, there was this tree stump that was oddly shaped like a hippo. It looked like the the head of a hippo rising up out of the water or emerging from the water, rising up out of like 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 it was like it was the second coming. It was it was emerging up out of the water. And that brought me to light because it, it was just so um it just it just hit me in my face. Like it was so unique, right? To to see both that bridge and the tree stump. Um they, they were just because it was uncommon, it stood out the the novelty of it, the encountering something from uh that, that was different then what you would see in those surroundings just brought me some wonder and joy. And then there was also like the aesthetic appeal because I was really trying to figure out why did these things bring me so much delight, right? But there was also like the visual element of this small tiny bridge and the tree stump just appealed to my aesthetics in some way where um, it captivated my attention In some way that was just kind of beautiful and whimsical at the same time was that it was that odd mix. It's almost like if you see um, someone with bright colors in a a room full of people wearing black, or someone with just a splash of color. Like there's just something, or you know, I heard that um, plaid is appealing to our eye for some reason, and I forget. Uh, what it was, but I know Dr. Andrew Huberman talked about it. But there was an aesthetic appeal that brought up this feeling of delight that I experienced. And also, the unexpectedness of seeing a bridge leading to a front door and a, a tree stump shaped like a hippopotamus, um, it added an element of surprise, right? I... I I'm a person who thought I didn't like surprises, but here I am walking down the street, you know, and all the houses are different. You know, we live in a neighborhood where everybody has individual homes, but every now and again, the design of a home or something around the home, it, it just surprises you, whether it's uh, the color of their door or the, or the shape of their roof or the, the just the layout of uh, the front of their house. It that, that pleasant surprise brought me. I, I want to take photos and then send it to family and friends. Which, <laughs> if you look at my any of my group chats, right? Um, it they're either um news and political links that uh, other people send to me, or it's a religious link sent from my sister, um, or it's um, you know, it's just uh, what, what is it, the tea of the day, right? So I was like, but rarely is it uh, a photo of something that brought someone uh, delight. It might be video of, of a niece or nephew or a kid or something like that. Um, but, but just like the everyday surprises like that, like physical, structural surprises. Right. And then also I think the the tree stump shaped like a hippo and that bridge, it, it brought a connection to nature for me, right? Like merging the natural environment with a touch of creativity. I love those elements. I remember seeing one time um, this person, it, it was like a, I was watching a video on architecture and interior design, and they had a, a full-on, they built this home in the side of a mountain so that when you're inside the, the living room, you saw uh, that the, like part of the mountain was in the house. And then it was another room where it was like part of a tree. That was like, I love that. When I go to a bar and I see, um, you know, uh, they, that they brought nature in somehow with trees or flowers or plants or there's it's a wood kind of type of theme or like a, a, a ship, right? I love those elements where we can bring nature indoors because it's, it's something that you rarely see. And because everything's trying to be like modern art or, you know, contemporary, clean, marble, metal. So to bring the outdoors inside is, is beautiful. But in this case it was something outside, but it was somewhere where you don't typically see it. So if you're, if you're, you know, I don't know what your space looks like, but put things in a sp- like put things where they typically wouldn't go. Put your dishes in the bedroom and, and put your, your bed in the kitchen. You know, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't have to be permanent, it could be for the day, it could be for fun, it could be just to see what it feels like and looks like, just to kind of break the monotony of your your daily routine. Put on, you know, have breakfast for dinner, dinner for breakfast, you know, wear a suit to the beach, wear beach clothes, uh, you know, to a party. Like, you know, mix it up every now and again. And any, you know, tiny way that can bring you delight, that can bring a, a pleasant surprise to somebody else. Because now you can be that 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 hippo right? You can be that tree stump. You can be that bridge for someone else where they see you and they go, whoa, I wasn't expecting that, right? And so hopefully it's in a, in a fun and playful way for you. Now, I also got curious as to what's the opposite of delight, right? What's the opposite of it? Now, I, I, I realize I haven't quite defined delight, but it refers to a high degree of pleasure, happiness or joy so it's like it's like enhanced it's almost like pleasure happiness joy like ultra hd 4k that that's what delight is right it involves this uh this feeling of contentment or satisfaction derived from positive experiences so you know take a second and think about when was the last time you've experienced delight were you like wow, that was quite delightful. Put your <laughs> And then right now I have my hands on my hips. Like, that was quite delightful. Because the opposite of delight, right, is um, displeasure, dissatisfaction, a lack of joy. And, and these things can arise from, you know, unpleasant surprises like discovering unexpected negative news or events that can lead to displeasure. As I was driving, I had to go to the dentist today and uh, I, I just had a root canal um, and they had to put a, a crown on my, my tooth today. And as I'm driving there, I'm like, oh, maybe I should put on the news. And like five seconds after I put the news on, I was like, oh, this is negative. This is too much. This is uh, bringing me displeasure, right? So I immediately cut it off. I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to scroll my mind going to scroll my mind for things I can be grateful for, um, you know, just let my mind run free and, and see what happens. Oh, I'm going to free range of mind, right? Um, but also we can experience displeasure, dissatisfaction, and that, that loss of joy from physical or emotional pain, right? Suffering from physical discomfort or emotional distress, that can be a source of dissatisfaction. You know, I, I've been talking about my sciatic pain, and, and that has, um, uh, uh, what was it called? Ebbed, reduced in intensity lately. And, and part of that was because I've, I figured out that my exercises were contributing to some of the pain. So I stopped doing the exercises that were causing the pain. I didn't realize that at first. You know, I thought exercising is good, but the exercises I was doing, were not beneficial for the sciatica. It only increased the pain. So now I've just been walking. I've been getting like 15 to 20,000 steps a day as a way to compensate for the, the exercise I'm not getting, but also as a way for me to expand and explore my neighborhood that um, I typically don't walk around that much because, you know, I travel. But anyway, physical and emotional pain that can cause uh, dissatisfaction. I was just reading an article about uh, uh, Cheryl Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's uh, wife, and she talked about how she attempted suicide after she found out that he cheated, right? And it wasn't the fact that he cheated because they had already had an agreement that he could be with other people it was the fact that it was an emotional affair. She didn't mind the physical um, uh, hookups, the, the trysts, the, you know, the, the randoms, the one-offs. But when she found out that, she was like, you know her name? You know where she lives? You've met her family? That, for, that was too much for her. So that, that physical and that emotional pain was too much for her to bear. And she attempted. Uh, fortunately, she's still with us. But she just shared that story uh, recently, um, uh, Ozzy Osborne's wife. And then, you know, also contributing to the displeasure and dissatisfaction is like negative and stressful situations, right? When we're in a challenging or anxiety-inducing circumstance, that can contribute to a lack of joy. Some of us have that with work, right? It might be stressful to get to your job and then, you you know, the long commute, maybe you have to take a few bus buses to get there, or it's just a one- or two-hour drive. And then you get to your work, the, the pay isn't great, the boss is down your neck, the, your coworkers don't trust each other. Um, it, and then driving back or trying to get back home it's just there's no space. It feels like there's no space to breathe, right? So, when we're in these negative, stressful situations, and I know with the holidays, it was like that for some people, uh, being around family, not being around family may have been uh, stressful and negative for you. You know, maybe you were missing someone or grieving someone. So, um, that can bring about a lack of joy when um, it's just too much of it. it. Stress is a part of life. Uh, negativity is a part of life. Uh, but when there's too much, it can, it can really tip the balance, uh, just tip the scales in one direction or the other. And then we have, you know, doing a tedious or monotonous task, just doing the same thing. Over, like I think about people who work on in factories where they're just doing the same movement over and over for eight to 10 hours a day. Right, um, that, that can get, wow, mind-numbing very quickly, no joy. There's no room for improvisation or creativity or for you to even like, take a bathroom break. I think Amazon was being attacked for that because um, their workers weren't allowed uh, bathroom breaks or at least a bathroom break long enough to use the bathroom. But these tedious, monotonous tasks, which we go, oh, yeah, that'll be easy. Sure, I'll do it. But over time, our brains are really wired for novelty and surprise. We love stability, right? But too much monotony, too much tedium, that can really wear on us. And then uh, last thing that can contribute to the opposite of delight is uh, unfulfilling experiences when we participate in activities that don't align with our personal values or goals. This can l- result in a lack of delight. W- um, you know, whether it's work related or home related, there's always that trope in sitcoms of the you know the, the husband not wanting to spend time with the in laws. Uh, you know, that's an unfulfilling experience. Or the wife being dragged to a football game—that could be an unfulfilling experience. But whatever it is, whatever activity that doesn't align with your personal values, where you feel like it's 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 killing your soul, that can be the opposite of delight. So how do we how do we seek delight in our daily life? Now that we know what the what the opposite is, right? How do we seek it in our daily life? And I'm going to go back to practicing gratitude, but practicing gratitude in a way that I talked about, like really get specific. It's not about finding five different things that you're grateful for. Find the one thing that you're grateful for and go a little deeper. If you're grateful for your family, give me five reasons why I'm grateful for my family because they make me feel loved. Uh, They greet me at the door they give me a reason to get up in the morning. Um, we we laugh a lot together and uh, they, you know, we, we go on uh, long family road trips. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be grandiose or, or major. It, these small little things. I was watching this movie with Jude Law and uh, I forget the name of it, but this guy, it was basically about this father who was doing so much for his family with the work and the job and the, just trying to provide so much and he, he had these grandiose ideas of what everyone needed and all they really wanted was for him to be home for dinner or for them to sit down and have breakfast together. It, it was like the simple things. Just us together at the table breaking bread, right? So to be grateful for those moments, those, you know, even on the other side of your grievance, I I think about myself, I bought some uh, bananas the other, uh, was it yesterday? I bought bananas yesterday. And I was worried because I bought them from Costco, so that means you have to get like 100 bananas. I get home and I'm worried that they're all going to ripen at the same time and Then I have to eat them all in one day, right? And I know that's a bit extreme, but that's where my brain went. They're not like av- you know, like avocados. You would have to do that. And so I was worried so much about it that I literally had a dream about the bananas all ripening at the same time, and then me being upset that now I have to eat them all because they're, they're gonna, you know, it only got like a day or two, and it's a hundred bananas. And when I looked up what that dream meant, it said that, you know, uh, it's a reminder to be content and happy, but also to be very grateful or thankful for what you have. And so then when I thought about the dream, I go, oh, had I been grateful that I even had bananas, I was so upset over the fact that all my bananas were ripe, that I I didn't even take the time to be grateful that I even had bananas. Bananas, bananas, right? And then I was like, "Oh, if they all go ripe, now that gives me an opportunity to share the some of those bananas with my neighbors, because I'm always talking about how, you know, I want to build a, a, a deeper connection with my neighbors and see them more, which is definitely happening, and I'm so grateful for that. And this would is another way to be like, hey, some of these." these bananas ripen much quicker than I can eat them, would you like, you know, two bananas, four bananas, whatever? Just put in a little gift bag, drop it off at their door. I don't have to knock on their door and wait and have a big whole spiel about it. I can just, you know, hey, this is from your neighbor, Leo Flowers. I had more bananas than I needed. And we're, we're good, right? So practicing gratitude, but finding ways to go deeper with what you're grateful for. And then the other way we can find delight is to pursue activities that bring us joy and fulfillment. For Michelle and I, we love to play uh, card monopoly or, or go play darts. We love to play darts to the point where we bought our own dart set. That brings us joy and fulfillment. Doing this podcast um, and, and thinking of different ideas to share with you all, that brings me joy and fulfillment. Um, so finding activities, going for a walk. I, when I go for a walk in the morning and I get to listen to my podcast um, or uh, wave at neighbors and, and get to meet more people and have more people waving at me. And I love those. I, I really love the random conversations I get to have when I go for a walk. I went for a walk the other day and um, going to the bookstore And because I go in a bookstore so frequently, now it's to the point where the people who work there just start chatting me up. So I go in the other day, and as soon as I walk in, she goes, you're who I need to talk to. Uh, The the clerk says this, and she goes, and this is the story she tells me. She says that her her friend's husband, um, uh, his wife passed away from cancer, and has... Uh, and keeps the photo of his dead wife in the bedroom. But now he has a a new wife and he and, it, and his wife passed away from cancer 17 years ago. And to this day, he still has the photo of the of the dead wife in the bedroom with his new wife. And his new wife is has been trying to get him to get rid of that photo, get it out the bedroom, and doesn't know how. This is what she tells me when I walk in, right? and she goes so what do you think you know my she should do like should she just let him keep his photo in there and i realized that one i was so grateful that we have such a relationship that i've been able to build such a relationship and rapport with this person that now i get to have these random conversations i've always romanticized that when i watch movies that, you know when you walk through a neighborhood and people know your name it's kind of like the bookstore for me is my bar cuz I don't I don't drink or smoke. So when I when I go into a bookstore to actually know the people, have conversations with the people, that that's my bar. That's my Cheers if you ever watched that sitcom Cheers. It's like where everybody knows your name. And I think that's what uh, we all desire on some level is to have that third space outside of work, outside of home, that we can walk into and it's like, hey, you're here, you know, that kind of vibe. And so that's what that place is becoming for me because then she introduced me to somebody else she was talking to. And so, you know, just building those connections. I love it. Anyway, so engaging, you know, in in activities that bring us joy and fulfillment. And I was talking about walking and going to bookstores and, and things like that. And then the other way we can find and, and seek delight is to connect with the loved ones. You know, I called my mom today and and I, I'm like, ah, I don't know why I don't call her more often. Because, you know, we have such a a, a robust conversation, m- meaning that we we can talk about anything with each other. And I love that. And it took us a while to get there. I was talking to a friend in, in Vegas because him and he, he told me that, you know, he might have to stop talking to his mom because she's just so negative. And I told him that I felt the same way, but I spent a year hanging up on my mom. I don't know if I ever told you guys this story. I spent a year hanging up on my mom because I felt like everything she was saying was so negative negative towards me, towards other people, and I just couldn't tolerate it anymore. And so I got to the point where I said to her, I said, Mom, if you start off the conversation with this, or you go into these subjects, or if I hear you say that, I'm going to hang up on you. I don't want to. I'm calling you because I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you. I want us to exchange ideas and stories, and or, or just be on the phone, and we don't saying say anything. But what I don't want is for us to go down this path of negativity. And I was like, if you go down this path, I am I'm, path, I am going to hang up on you. And so for it took about a year of me sticking to it, and that's the difficult part. There's three parts to really setting boundaries is to one, make clear what your boundary is. Um, two uh, 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 stick to it. And then uh, wait, I forget. There was three parts. I forget what it is. Set the boundary. Uh, tell them why this is the boundary. And then uh, three, stick to it. Right? You got to follow through. And that's the hard part. The hard part is sticking to the boundary because there gonna be moments where you're like, oh, "I'll let that slide." No, no, no. It's almost like training a dog. And I hate to, you know, refer to my mom as a dog or put her in the same. But it's you have to you have to teach people how. To love you, right? But that also comes from learning how to love yourself. So that's why it's so important. We talk about self love. When you know and understand how to love yourself, it becomes easier to teach others or show others um, how to love you, right? If you're loving yourself with donuts and cakes, guess what? People are going to bring you donuts and cakes. If you're loving yourself with trips or massages, then guess what people will gift you with, you know, frequent flyer miles or massage. But they'll see what you love and how you're treating yourself, and you know, feed that. You know, my friends see me reading books, so they typically get me, you know, Audible book credits or uh, Barnes and Noble book credits. So how are you loving yourself, and and being able to verbally set that boundary with others as to what your needs and your wants are, and it's not easy. And uh, it you know it's not black and white, it's not either or, but it's empowering when you when you do it and when you feel it. And then the other way we can seek delight is to explore nature. You know, taking walks, outdoor activities. Uh, just a, and if you can't take a walk for whatever reason, looking up at the clouds, just seeing the the birds go by or the stars. You know, I'm watching. True Detective on HBO, and I think in, uh, and they're in the Arctic, which gets six months of uh, night, I believe. And so there is no sunlight. There is no vitamin D coming in. In that case, and you're not going for a walk because it's freezing, right? So 10,000 steps, forget about it. Um, but in that case, there are still ways for you to move your body, to be active, to get outdoors, even if it's for twenty minutes, or to you know look up at the sky and and just allow yourself to be bathed in in nature and the stars and the solar system and the and just like to think about the black holes and the white holes. I didn't even know there was a thing called white holes. Did you? But I'm this is something that I'm just now. It's like when you get to the end of a black hole, then you. Um, then that's when the white holes start, and that's a whole other discussion. But anyway, but the nature and in the universe is just uh, fascinating for me. I just hit my headphones, um, and then the last way that we can um, uh, that I can share with you in terms of how to seek delight is uh, being present in the moment, focus on our positive aspects, and, and finding joy and simple pleasures. And this goes back to earlier when I talked about. I was driving and then I cut the, I had the news on and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be in the moment. I don't, I don't need to absorb the energy of CNN or the BBC or the New York Times or Fox news. I don't need to absorb, um, all of that. I can, being in this car, driving this 3000 pound vehicle that could, you know, um, end my life or end someone's life that I'm, you know, I'm like, you're, you know, I, I think because when we do a thing a million times, we think it's going to go the same way every time, not realizing, oh, a dog could run out in front of us. Uh, a child could run across the street or there can be a pothole um, or a car can swerve. Uh, you know, so many things can happen at any moment that I, I kind of take it for granted that I just go, yeah, yeah, I'll make it, you know, to the store and back. But I don't, I don't know that uh, uh, a tree could fall over. There's so many things that can happen. So to really be mindful when we're driving, to be mindful when we're eating, if you're eating, to just eat. It, and that, it's just a challenge for me, especially um, when I'm on a phone with somebody to just be on the phone. Instead of being on a phone, while I'm washing the car, being on the phone, while I'm you know doing some yard work, or being on the phone, while I'm going for a walk, to like just be present and really listen and tune in. Kind of like with music. I remember when I was a kid, you just listened to music. That's all you did. You just listened to music. You laid in your bed, closed the door, cut the lights down, and it, complete bliss. Complete bliss. Now, I, I can't remember the last time I just kicked back. I always, When I have music on, I'm either cleaning a house or I'm working out or I'm doing something, but I'm never just listening. And I got to get back to that. I want to, you know what, I'm going to pop an album in and just listen to it from beginning to end and just let it, let it wash over me, see what that feels like. So I encourage you to find some way in your day to seek delight, just notice at the end, you know what? At the end of your day, ask yourself, what brought me delight today? Here's a quote from Brittany Burgunder. In a world full of chaos, find delight in the small moments that bring you peace. Ooh, I like that. And if you like that, I got one more for you. Happiness radiates like the fragrance from a flower and draws all good things toward you. Delight in today. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. I hope you found some delight in today's episode. Please, uh, if you have questions, send me an email, leoflowers2000 at gmail. That's leoflowers2000 at gmail. I promise to at least respond to the first email. After that, it's a crapshoot. But uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you have questions or um, uh, topics that you'd love for me to discuss, please share that with me. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the 800 numbers. You can chat, talk, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Yours truly is me, Leo Flowers. And, you know, if you're in pain, if you're trying to seek purpose, if you feel like you're struggling with belonging or feeling like a burden, go to ThriveWithLeo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's bring you peace, and let's get you to tomorrow together. Peace.